Welcome to the Ross, L and Luke show. Everyone has a dream inside them, but sometimes life feels harder than it should, and we're left wondering why it's just not easier. Sometimes you feel on top of the world, and other times you feel like the world is on top of you. We're Aussie blokes, we're dads, and we're entrepreneurs. Between us, we've made a lot of mistakes and learned a few things about life, love, relationships, communication, and business. And we're here to share those with you. You may get three different perspectives or you may get one universal agreement, but whatever you take away from today, you can be guaranteed we enjoyed delivering it to you. And we were having a chat before, Al, and uh, so I think you should uh, start off. It was a very exciting chat, so I'm looking forward to continuing it. I'll give the preamble in the interest of complete openness. Ross wants to improve the professionalism of what we do. Good on him. And uh, we had one recording which was lost to the ether. So Ross wanted a backup recording and I didn't want to do it because I don't want to take on any responsibility here. (laughs) And so, of course, there's a voice in my head which always wants to take full responsibility of everything. So that was going off its tits, as it does. And in the end, I thought, what's the middle ground here? And I said, okay, Ross, I'll record back up. However, I will not be responsible for getting it to you. You have to get it off my phone if you need it. I thought, that's a fair middle ground. Now, I don't know if that is or not, but I'm experimenting. <laughs> because what I've realised in recent times about myself, or what I've come to the belief in recent times, I've noticed a lot of people say what I've realised. That doesn't seem right. I've come to the belief recently that I have always thought I was a very supportive person. However, I feel it's insidious. It's not a good thing. It's a bad thing. I actually, rather than being supportive, I believe I build codependence. And that that wears me out. And then I get ultimately get frustrated or angry, whatever, with the relationship, and I kill the relationship. Is the sort of blunt, terminal way it all works. Yeah. And I've noticed... As I think I've touched on a few times here, I've had a, a, a few months of madness, which is, again, uh, an old habit which I am breaking. Um, and I got exhausted recently, like more tired than I've been in a very long time. And, and it made me think, like, okay, what's going on? What can I do about it? And, and um, I've been a, I've been nasty to on, but I've been pretty hard with a few people. And uh, I guess what I have... What I want to do now is, is stop building codependence. So mm. when I'm supporting people, I want to I, I want to I want to know that that when I walk if I walk out the door and get hit by a bus, they're no worse off than with me around. Does that make sense? Absolutely, mm. absolutely. And and yeah. for for me, coaching people, it's there's there is kind of this. Hey, I'm there to support. Like it's really clear that that's what I'm there to do. But it's also looking to build them so that there isn't codependence. Like that's a, that's a really broken model in, you know, from coaching perspective, as far as I'm concerned, um, to build someone so that they are bigger and there's less need for you. Yeah. For me. So is that something, Al, that you've discovered over time? Like when did you have that sort of insight? Like, is there something recent or is it something you've noticed here and there and then it's sort of just reinforced? You know that. Yeah, good question. I, I tend to have moments of realization, so I don't know how long it takes. I just have that moment where, oh, I get that now. 
So yeah. for me, it seems like a, 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 a flash, a spark. So it's it's been it's been in the last few weeks, maybe months, that I've started. You know, I've really woken up to it, and then and then uh, it's sort of distilled now. Oh yeah, that's what I that's one of the things I inherited from my old man. Okay. So he ran a he ran a factory like this, but a lot bigger. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Hundreds of people. It had all the unions in it, you know, um, including CFMEU, and. When I was growing up, I kind of got this perspective that it was kind of him versus the unions, but not not to smash the employees. He actually had won the employees over. Yeah. So when the shop stewards would turn up and say, right down tools, they'd say, fuck off, we're working. Yeah. And so uh, I later found out we got threatening phone calls at home from unions and that sort of thing. So okay, yeah. I thought, oh, yeah, great. He's built this great loyalty with his staff. And it just, what the flash that came to me only yesterday, this was in a session where I was effectively being coached, was shit. You know, that my old man didn't build loyalty, he built this dependence. Yeah. And at the same time, he had a dependence, I believe, on what he was doing there. Um, he was the classic example. Within 18 months of leaving there, he was dead. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, so, and this, how often does this happen? So I'm not alone, clearly. However, yeah. for, for me, it's come up, especially in some personal, close personal relationships. Mm-hmm. And... I realise that yeah, it's because I naturally take responsibility for things too. I, I realise it's not a, it's not my fault. It's not my responsibility. I've only just realised it. I have been doing it. However, the other participant has been a willing participant. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's it been, it's been a two way street. However, now that I'm aware of it, I have to break it as quickly as I can. But is it is it a problem? Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, it's a problem because um, I have had this in many of my major relationships, many, maybe most, where I've reached that point of, of just, what does this person want from me? What more can I do for this person? Mm. I already do everything for this person. Why do they, why do they keep asking? Yeah. And so I, put it, I am putting it on them when I'm exhausted. Well, it's my energy. Yeah. It's, so it is, it's important. It seems like a lot to, to carry. You know what I mean? Like on top of obviously everything else. However, I want it. Otherwise, yeah, I, yeah. It. I have no doubt you can you can deal with it, process it quite well. To a yeah. point. No, yeah. But when I say I want it, I don't want it. Want it? I want it subconscious. It feeds. So that how it was pointed out to me yesterday when I realised the connection with my old man was it's that it's that classic. What is it? The need to be loved. Yeah, totally, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. basic fundamental. Need to be wanted. Yeah, need to be wanted. I value. You know. Yeah. And I. And because I'm into maximum value, it's like, well, you've got to want me totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, half-hearted yeah. wanting me here, you know? Is that that sort of living up to expectations kind of thing? Yeah, it's sort of... It is. And it's like, see, the signal for me of late has been my... Like, I've always, I've had email problems for decades, like literally. The signal for me lately has been now I've got... I've got Facebook Messenger messages, Viber messages, WhatsApp messages, text messages, Facebook messages, yeah. Instagram messages, all unread. Yeah. I'm not able to keep up anymore with any of it. And it's like, well, why is this happening? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's because I have asked for it. Yeah. Yeah, I joined a, recently joined a, um, a group um, and I'm one of the, the head coaches on the group. And um, yesterday... 
in the mid-afternoon, I had a look at my phone and there were over 60 messages on WhatsApp. I'd never had WhatsApp on my phone. I was clear that I didn't need another communication app on my phone, but that's what they're all using. And there was kind of this insistence that it had to be done. So I installed it. And in one day, there were over, like, and it wasn't even the full day, there were yeah. over 60 messages. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to read those. That's just the most ridiculous expectation that I would even attempt to read those 60 messages. It's a lot of information. It's a, it's a lot of bandwidth to expend you know, on top of everything else. Don't like forget said, the phone call or text to follow up to ask if you've got the WhatsApp message. <laughs> yes. So I've got to put you on hold. I'm just deleting the app. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. This week I had, uh, for me, and it probably ties in with what we're talking about, but like we carry a lot of things around, like so, and, and when we get into our head, which is the intellect, kind of just takes over mm. we think it's this it's that oh it's got to be that and, oh, i've done it again and you know what i mean we we i, I don't know what it is but i i really feel it's just the brain the intellect takes over mm-hmm. and we stop listening to ourselves mm-hmm. uh, as i've said before from our deep sort of inner wisdom and i was listening to a book this week short book um the three principles um, and it's just a different way of thinking. So I've been working with someone for a while now and we've stopped working together for about a month. So it was sort of a three-month stint. And it's all around mindfulness, right? And it, a few things gelled along the way. Like I had some really big insights around how I deal with, you know, people, relationships, uh, how I respond to different things, interact, you know, with, with many different facets of life. And... It dawned on me, I just woke up in the morning, made a shake, put the headphones on, and it was probably about 10 minutes of audio, and I had this real deep sense of calmness sort of come over me. There's been a lot of stress lately, right? And I'm like, all this stuff is optional. Like, all this stress is optional, right? Like, the alternative is, go with the flow. Like, we don't, and this is not advice from me to anyone else, it's just, like, it literally is. Like, is there any benefit to, you know, thinking about a situation we have no control over. You know, ultimately we have no say in, in, in anything, in the outcome of anything, right? This is dead set. We have no control, but we kind of think we do. You I know agree. what I mean? I agree. And, and a good example of that, my son's a runner and he's sort of mm-hmm. running at sort of state level. He's only young, but he's like, dad, I've just got to come in the top 12 and I can, you know, I can reach the, the state finals. I'm like, yeah. cool. So just focus on the now, like what you need to do to get to the race. And you've trained, you know, like just mm-hmm. trust in yourself that you've done everything possible leading up to it. His head was in the finish already. And now, so there's a big difference between um, thinking about the future. Yeah. Like, yeah. so what, what do you call it? Um, future pacing. Or, yeah. Or envisaging yeah. the outcome. Visualizing. Visualization. Yeah. There you go. That's the one. Or just your mind getting stuck. Mm. in that I've got to finish 12th I've got to finish 12th and it, and he was kind of caught up in it mm. you know what I mean where he's yeah, sort of going to yeah. forego potentially some of the stuff he's done the training he's done the hard work but it's again those little things sleep you know um, hydration food mm. that he's worrying so much about and, and it is your mind takes over mm. um, and I left home and I was just had a deep sense of calmness I I, I did what needed to be done mm. not out of email not out of you know, what was on my list. I just did what I felt needed to be done. Yeah. 
and I didn't stress about everything else because I'll be doing things and I'll be stressing about, oh, I've got to get over there quickly. You know what I mean? I've, I've got to attend to this whilst I'm doing another task. So I'm clearly not present in everything. <laughs> and it was just a different way to approach a day and it, and it really it just changed everything. Yeah. And that's where the mm. choice is and we don't even know that we've got choice. No. We go through life with our intention on quite often what we're not doing um, or on something about what we're doing rather than the you know, than the task itself. Um, and our mind is somewhere else. And that's where we experience that pain and that loss of, you know, power and, and, and all those negative things. But we don't need to. Yeah. We can let that go. We can enjoy the task we're doing. We can embrace it. We can whatever we want to do in that moment um, and let go of that other stuff. So what you said about stress is optional. Absolutely. Mm. And what, Al, you are talking about, about taking on other stuff. You know, we can be there for someone in a support role without having to take on their stuff, be completely free of it. Um, you know, for me, it, that's that's critical. I mean, imagine if I took home everything that I spoke to my clients about every day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that wouldn't work. Well, you'd go I'd be a, yeah, yeah, I'd be yeah. a wreck in no time. Yeah. So, you know, in that moment, I can be there to support someone and I can kind of empathize with them. But I, I, I can't take their stuff on. You know, it would destroy me. Um, which is one of the reasons that a lot of coaches only last two years because they can't do it anymore. They're like, well, I can't take on other people's stuff anymore. It's just not just not possible. But we're looking to fix things, yeah? Like even as coaches, I mean, there's there's professions where, yeah, you're right, it's sort of one or two years. Um, and it's, you know, it's not sustainable. That's, that's the learning that I've taken away from all of this mm. is that when we're in our heads and we overanalyze things, we think it's this, we think it's that, we have you know, poor communication. Mm. And it's a level of energy, Al, like you've probably got exponential amounts of energy like compared to a normal person, right? No, we can tolerate this stuff. It's like waves crashing up against the rocks, right? It's great and you can do it. It's gonna be a period, you could do it six months at a time. But that kind of energy um, expended is not sustainable. No, you know what I mean? That's right. So going with the flow, hey, you are the rock. Hey, it's taking a piece of rock, the waves come up, it's gonna take you out a bit, you're gonna go over here, you're gonna go over there. You know, so it's a little bit sort of bit more natural. Mm. And then things just start to float away. You're not thinking about oh, this and that, mm. what you do have, what you don't have, what mm. could have been, you know, and all those sort of things that, I mean, I don't know, mate, probably most of the population grapple with that. Some don't have the strength to push through you yeah. know, and, and do what they need to do. Yeah. In fact, kind of what you're talking about there, the kind of mindfulness approach about just kind of letting it all go. Because yeah. we're so full up with all that stuff there's no space in there to think of anything else. It's like, oh, I've got to do the next thing, I've got to do the next thing, I've got to do the next thing. Yeah. Um, it's, oh, there's so much going on, there's so much going on, there's so much going on, or whatever our pattern is. Yeah. You know, there's just so much stuff there that's unnecessary because it's all emotionally charged. Um, you know, it's not just a, a piece of paper that we screw up and throw away. My suggestion is to do that as a visualization. Hey, you've got to let that stuff in your head right now. Yeah. You know, put it on a piece of paper, an imaginary piece of paper, screw that up with your hands in front of you and then throw it in the bin. Yeah. And clear yourself from it and say, hey, I've got nothing I need to do. There is nothing right now that I need to do. Yeah. Now, from that space, what would I like to do? What will make an impact right now? Hey, I want my business to rock. Cool. Well, what's the number one action that I could take in my business right now to make it rock? Yeah. Nothing else matters. Yeah. Hey, I've got a relationship in front of me. There's a person that I think is amazing and we've got a relationship that's not working. Throw away everything that I think needs to be done and fixed and everything else. Throw it all away. With this relationship right now, what's the one thing that I can do 
to make this relationship amazing. Yeah. Nothing else matters right now. Yeah, so being present, yeah, it just comes to mind. And mm. to truly be present, it's pretty it's pretty tough. Mm. Like to actually just sit there and look in someone's eyes and just look at their eyes and go, wow, their eyes. Beautiful boy. Yeah? Well, yeah, I was, <laughs> was going to say the same for you. But, uh, it's not inappropriate, mate, but uh, I think we know each other well enough now. I think, yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? Just to acknowledge that being present as people say you've heard before the wind you know on the face and you know experiencing mm. those moments because we, we're not going to be here forever and we do live like we're going to be here forever mm. Mm. um so life's precious and then that you know it's followed through for all those things that we you think hey do i do i really think like that is that you know really how you know i used to take things on and all expend all that energy in certain situations um yeah life's precious most yep. definitely yep Absolutely. Cool. Um, there was a couple of notes that I wrote down here as, uh, as we were talking before. And, and when we were talking about relationships and just Al, what you said about um, relationships and the dependency there. One thing I've noticed for relationships, I used to coach relationships. That was where I, one of the first things I ever coached. And, and what I want to share from that space is that when we look for a partner, we're quite often looking for someone to that kind of gives us something we need that we might be looking for, and that creates a really broken relationship. But it's how we all approach relationships. Yeah. You know, we haven't been taught that there's another way to do that. The best thing we can do if we're single is to hold, is to fill ourselves, is to become the most complete version of ourselves that we can. And once we've achieved that, once we're whole and complete, any relationship we take on can be, we take on can be whole and complete as well. And if yep. someone has something missing inside them, helping them to feel that for themselves, not us feel it. Yeah. Because that creates a dependency that you're talking about there, that kind of dependency. And if someone changes, the whole relationship falls apart because it's based on this dependency of someone supplying something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and therefore, it's a, it's a lack within us and we hang on to that as part of the relationship. Like That's kind of what creates the relationship is then that lack rather than two complete people coming together to create something even more together. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I want to share that because it actually makes a, a really big difference that if your relationship's not working, then consider that it's it's not the relationship that's not working, it's you that's not working the relationship. Like it's not working yourself, not being whole and complete so that you can, you know, give somebody what they need. And from a place of, of whole and complete, I find it easier to support people too. Like if I'm dealing with something and I rock up with that, um, that doesn't work either. Yeah. And what what's your guys' thoughts on, um, which is a common problem in business, people that hire below them, do you know what I mean? <laughs> to potentially, you know, offset that dependency in having people that, you know, might be less skilled or do, does, it, does that make sense? Like, Do you mean people hiring... To not put their own role at risk, is that what you mean? Or well, essentially, um, someone that feels, you know, if they hire someone that's better skilled than them or has brighter ideas, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, yeah, look, Kai, he's not a fit, you know what I mean? He's too, you know. He's a bit, yeah, he's a bit smarter than me. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and it's kind of like, well, to look past that is that, you know, this guy could potentially take the business to the next level. So, um, and I'm sure a lot of business owners out there kind of feel, uh, you know, like that. I do at times. I meet young guys and I'm like, oh, 
this guy's man, this guy's switched on. But does he have the drive and all the rest of it? Um, so what are you, what are your thoughts on that? It's a big topic. So I yeah. So I I I agree that there is something there. It does happen. Um, I I don't know why, but I wasn't really mindful of that when I was an employer, as it were. Yeah. I never thought twice about whether that person had. In fact, the first our first business IT business found a young kid who was an absolute gun on Linux and, and bloody good at it. I was keen to have him on board. Yeah. Because oh, we can build a business yeah. around this guy. Um, and I was disappointed when he left. Yeah. He, just, he, was, he was very young and he just wanted to have another experience. Yeah. So I, I guess my mentality for whatever reason has always been different and that is absolutely find really good people and then, uh, and then you've got a better shot. Um, have you ever felt threatened not by your job, but probably just maybe threatened to your manhood, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? This guy, this guy's bigger, stronger, faster. You know, have you ever sort of felt threatened by anyone that you've hired, or has that been, you know, a deciding factor when hiring? Um, I seem to often be the scariest person in the room. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, that, so I didn't know that either. Right? Yeah. So in fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out here right now. I, I, I've currently got a stash with somebody. And no, and I um in business, and I I said right, there's a dispute. They're threatening legal action. I said there's a dispute in play. You haven't you guys haven't done anything about it. Yeah, this is old school me, by the way. I'm looking to move on from this for now, though. Um, you've done nothing about it, and so eventually, so they go away for a while. Then they eventually come back, and the threats again. And I said, oh, I've had enough of this. So I said, well, there's a dispute in play. You haven't anyway. We ran to me. So I get my normal account manager, who's a very small guy. Then I get, he's with the six foot six Rick Shithouse. Yeah. Who's there for only one reason. Never met him before. He has nothing to do with this. Yeah. He's just there to intimidate. And I only thought about it later. I thought, I thought he's definitely here to intimidate me because he's not here to add any value. He's not here to resolve any dispute. His attempt during the dispute was, I said, we're not going to resolve this today. And I said, we well, haven't brought anything to resolve all this. Happened. Yeah. I realised later he was just there to intimidate me. The sort of things, other things he said. I'm not going to go through all of it here because there's pending court action. But, yeah. <laughs> but he's there to intimidate. And then I realised later. I'm not saying I intimidated him, but I think he realised he wasn't going to intimidate. Yeah. So he really, he really backed off. Now I think I've, I might have said this to you before. The old me wouldn't have realised the impact I have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And. I wasn't being angry or, you know, I just used the fists and I thought that was the way Then I realised there's a more powerful way. I just said it the way I saw it. This, these, these things that are wrong, first I'd forgotten exactly what the problem was because it was so long ago. Yeah. Then once they said a few things, I remembered, yeah, okay, here's what you've done to let me down and here's what I've asked you for and you've not done it. And they came into the meeting with information, again, that was skewed to try and make it look like I was wrong. Yeah. So their attempted dispute resolution was to try and make me look like I was wrong. I'm going off, off tap topic now because I'm a bit energised by this. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So reel me in. Um, suffice to say, the intimidation thing, I get it because I apparently do it a lot. Okay. And so um, I the one time I came close to having a job, um, I did things my way. The original negotiation was I was a shareholder in this startup. <clears throat> I did things my way. In the end, 
venture capital came in, they wanted more control, my shareholding evaporated. I acted up, which is which was my way of dealing with things then. Yeah. The guy who the key man in all this just basically threatened me and bullied me to sign an employment agreement. Yeah, okay. And yeah. My immediate manager, who I asked you in the meeting, got told to fuck off and he did. So now I sent a bunch of emails to friends from my phone saying I'm in a meeting being intimidated. I just thought I'll just set it up just in case. Yeah. Um I was rattled because he was aggressive. However, I'll, I thought if I have to, I'll I'll sort this out. Yeah. So that's that. That's the way I've been with the world anyway. So I'm probably that guy you're talking about, but no one wants to hire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, so if, yeah. Well, if, but even if I was the, the head honcho and I had a guy like that, and we, you know, can sort of see past that. <clears throat> yes. So for the greater good, yes. something cool. You know, the way I envisage it is that I'm that guy who doesn't sit there and tell people what to do step by step. Yeah. It's just like, you know, like we want to hire people and build a team where they are a lot smarter than me. You know, they're yeah. a lot quicker than me. They've got dexterity. And I suppose it comes back to that those relationships, yeah? Like having those relationships where there's no, there's no agenda. As you said, that six foot seven guy comes into the room and he's loaded with an agenda mm-hmm. and, and it is one sole purpose to do this mm. um, and that's to probably upset you you know sway your opinion mm. legally get an upper hand whatever it is but having that that meeting of the minds um, it just takes the wind out of the sails and and we've spoken I think Ross when we were coaching together you know it's question based it's like hey cool you seem Hey, you seem really aggressive. Like, I'm just going to point that out now that you seem really aggressive in the way that we're having this conversation. It's not what I came here to do. Mm-hmm. So if that's your agenda, we could probably cut short the meeting because there's going to be no benefit to both parties. But I'm really interested in your thoughts on what's going on. So again, he's got his agenda. You've, you've actually redirected it to mm. that. Um, oh, that's the <laughs> six foot seven man. He's, uh, he's called it in. Sorry about that. Sorry. Yes. So you've just nailed it. See, that's where I want to go. Where I want to go is, yeah. and that's the same conversation we're having about codependence. Where I want to go mm. is being able to redirect things for the best yeah. for everybody. And that's the freedom of Rather attachment. Rather than defend myself, protect myself. So this is where emotion, yeah. as Ross said earlier, emotion takes over yeah. and, mm. and your mind. Um, yeah. For me. You run our old patterns that we've run our yeah. life and how do we deal with this situation? It's yeah. always the same thing and we get the same result. And you're not weak. You're not weak. I've been in situations where I should have just put the full force of my hand down and said, this is just, you know, giving them a mouthful. But I really hoped that the conversation I had was completely 360 to what this guy's... He's like, why are you yelling at me? I see no need to yell at you, mate. But, like, tell me more about, you know... Mm. How you feel that way? And it's like, well, I did it because I just you deserved it. It's like, cool. Is that working for you? And he goes, yeah, well, it is. I go, okay, cool. Can you tell me a bit more? And he's like, well, who are you? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's just like sitting on the phone. And Bell just said, look, and in the end, you can lay down the law, you know? Yeah. Look, I don't appreciate it, mate. Look, I understand that that's you and you've got stuff going on. But as soon as it affects, you know, my family, mm. then I'm, I'm not cool with that. So I'll be straight with you. You seem like a nice guy. Mm. But that's that's not on, yeah. and kind of leave it at that. And it's not always the case, 
that you're having those conversations, mm. but you can't be riled by others because mm. that's their shit. Bingo. They yeah. bring all this stuff and they, you know, they've got angles and avenues and this and that. Yeah. And just to cut through it uh, and have some clarity just so you can get on with your day, with your week, with your life yeah. Yeah. is such huge leverage yeah. as a human being to be able to do that. It's, it's extremely hard, yeah? Like it's extremely hard to put Because it's so unfamiliar. It's yeah. so unfamiliar for us to be free of when someone else throws up their emotion. Yeah. Like we're, we're, we're human beings. We're not human doings. Beings mean, you know, it's our way of being and, and how we experience. And so when someone throws emotion up, then, you know, we respond with emotion. Mm. Uh, but we don't have to. Mm. You know, we can notice the emotion that comes up within us and then let that go. And you go, wow, look at that emotion that just came up. That was interesting. Yeah. What it, would be useful me, for me in this moment would to be this way. Yeah. And then it's practicing that. So first thing is the awareness that, hey, we're, that's what's going on. We've got emotion coming up. And the second thing is to practice being in control of your emotion. You know, because the only thing that you have right now that's stopping you from being in control is that, you know, A, you may not have noticed that, you, that that's going on mm. and B, that you've never practiced that. You know, what, what, the, the way that you've practiced to respond to someone who is aggressive is the way you've been practicing all your life and you're really good at behaving that way. All you've got to do is practice something else now until you become yeah. really good at it. And, it. and it works for some and it'll get you to a certain point in life where, yeah, cool, you've had results, but then it, start, it, it no longer makes sense. Mm. So then yeah. you have that sort of deep insight. And for me, it's a sliding scale of consciousness. So when you're, you know, when you're in a meeting and you're, you're heightened and everything's aggressive, mm. your consciousness is at its lowest level ever. Mm. You're not mm. going to make good decisions. You're probably going to say things that you regret. And it's at there's that a, point. There's a saying about that, which is um, emotion up, intelligence down. Yeah. Oh, all the time. Yeah. 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 And, and knowing, just even acknowledging that. And yeah. I've had people, you know, explain to me and it's like, well, just... Just to know that at that point in time, you know, you, your thinking's low. Yeah. Is where I'm at. So yep. don't make any rash decisions. Just, do you know what I mean? It'll pass. And then when you potentially move on from that environment, um, it'll, you know, you, your, th- your thinking will come a lot higher. So then you'll, you know, it creates space in your brain for fresh thought. That's where the solutions are. Yeah. Mm. Not us going, well, this is what I've got. I need to pile everything on top of that mm. to try and find the answer because yeah. it's not. Yeah. Yeah. You need to get that as far away from your head as possible and yeah. stop thinking about it and whatever that takes and you just get better at that. So the feelings pass through you. You're not sitting there mm. in a cage mm. shaking the door going, why the <laughs> yeah. fuck is this not changing? Why is this person not listening to me? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, cool. No matter I yell, the less yeah, yeah. yeah, 100%. <laughs> and it's like, cool, so I'm just going to open the key because I've seen the key. I'm going to open yeah. the door. I'm going to step out for a bit and mm. then, I'm, you know, and then I'll just see what happens. And then you can start to have a bit more of a broader view of how it is and, you know, how we are. And it's, it's just a natural state or flow of life. Just... Go mm. with the flow, man. The more we push, the harder it gets. Yeah, and, yeah. And, but people, I'm the same. I still grapple with it. Mm. But I have some moments of insight that I go, that's fucking, that's it. That's what life's about. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and one of the things that you, the kind of start of this conversation was, you know, hiring people that, you know, potentially are, are you know, bigger, better, stronger in, in whatever areas that yeah. might be, you know, in your business or, or you know whatever that situation is, I I really encourage that because that is an opportunity for us to grow as people. 
Like if we can, and also your business, like if you limit who you hire for your business to be as at best as good as you, yeah. then your business is only going to ever be, be as good as you. If you see someone that's better than you, <clears throat> wow, get them in. Can I, can I just change that a little bit? Yeah. It's unlikely because if you're only going to hire people at best as good as you, yeah. and you aren't stepping up to lead them, yeah. your business is going to get worse. It's actually not going to be even as good as you. <laughs> Are you sure yeah. that? Well, that, that was, yeah, like, that's sure? the point of my question. Because, see, you're, you're embodying it beautifully. You're embodying what I want to do more. <laughs> yeah. Which hopefully I do do sometimes. And that is that you have expanded yourself for your business to expand. But it's not from a, um, okay, so it is from a, 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 a skill. It's not from like a, I haven't done a course, I haven't You've expanded yourself, whatever that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. that means. Yeah. It's usually about your thinking, your feeling, your being, rather than intellectual knowledge. Because when I say this to people, they think, I've seen people in their eyes, they think I'm fucking crazy. They just go, You are? Well, what is this? Like, you are? You just because say? I can't find your buttons. Yeah, yeah. crazy. <laughs> Seriously. But, you know, yeah. And like they, You're crazy in a way I like that. Yeah. <laughs> along, with the, along with the blue eyes. Yeah, along with the, I'm crazy and good looking. That's right. Yeah. Oh. So that, that's really interesting, as you said. So What's the, what's the next one? You can have the trifecta. Well, just, I don't know. It'll come up, right? Let's not push too hard. Um, so, so you don't think that you can, unless you're scaling up in any way, shape or form, that you could hire anyone so I didn't, bigger, I, stronger? I did not make this faster. up. However, I cannot attribute where it originally came from. Yeah. Our business, probably, probably Tanya Lazy, our business is only ever as big as we are. Yeah. So if there is one leader of the business, the business cannot expand beyond their ability to lead. If there's a team of leaders, the business cannot expand beyond the, the ability of that team to lead. Now it's, it's, it's just impossible. Okay. And notice that you talk about leadership. Yeah. It's nothing to do with the skills in the business. You could know nothing about the business in every way, way shape, or time. <laughs> yeah. So leadership is in, um, you know, we're thinking, you know, Big sort of forward thinking, vision, mission, you know, is it, or is it a mix of... There's so many definitions. I, I would say leadership. People? Leadership is being prepared to, 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 to act um, when no one else is. That's so you lead by acting when no one else will. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting. There's a lot of things. That is definitely one of them. And some, of the, some leaders are destructive. Some leaders are constructive. Leadership is leadership. You know, what's his name? The big uh, the guy that made all these things about now, the drug guy. Um, what are you talking about? The guy in Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was um, a leader in his field. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Y generation, a bunch of them idolise him. So he's a legend. Yeah. You know? So others of us might have balance. Others of us, he's a, is a demon. At the end of the day, he was a leader. He was a strong leader. That's how yeah. he got to where he got to. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. I think that's you've hit it on the head uh, in it, in its you know simple form. It's not just action though, because that's why I was talking about. I also mentioned there's you know there's constructive and destructive um, leaders. So you know action action is really important. Taking ownership mm-hmm. and accountability is important, and I think you should encourage that in everyone in your team. And, and figuring out how to bring out the best in your team. Yeah. And that's where I think you mentioned leadership, not management, and that's where that occurs. You can like if you're a manager, not a leader, and you're a manager first, you've you've already ballsed up the job. 
You've got to lead them before you can manage them. You've got to inspire them. You've got to have them wanting whatever it is that they want for their life. You know, if, if they can be inspired to do a job, your work's basically done. If you're managing them, it's a really intense process that no one's a fan of. And guess what? You ain't yeah. inspired leading your business. Jesus Christ. Hence why I'm no longer in real estate. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, a tough game, right? It's a tough game. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. So the thing is, when I, when I, I don't know much about your business. When I hear you speak though, I know that your business is in an expansion phase. I just know. Because yeah. you are. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of doesn't feel like it sometimes. And these sure. are some of the questions you ask about sure. leadership. You know, it's, it's leading with the stick or, um, you know, I, I'm trying to find a, a different way where it is potentially having a meeting of the minds and it's all about people and communication because it covers off on those hard conversations. You know, people aren't performing, you know, having that connection really helps with that. Like it's natural. You're not sort of like, well, you're not performing. These are the you know, repercussions, you know, it's done. I, I don't I don't feel you get the best out of people with that. You still gotta have metrics, but I'm really trying mm. to sort of feel yeah. that out um, at the moment. You've just gotta have metrics. Well I, no well look, no, that's a good question. It, it does because it gives it gives you some parameters to work from, it gives you some sticks to kick, you know, the footy through, yeah. So, you know, we need to go course over here, dot dot dot, this is what we're aiming for. So I'm a big believer in goals in the business, mm-hmm. but fairly organic of late. So mm, good. I think that's probably a really good place to stop the conversation and uh, and kind of end it there and we'll pick this up on our next podcast. Thank you all very much for listening.